On today's Locked On Bama, we're going to talk a lot about SEC Media Days. It is wound down, finally. Not nearly as many fireworks as we thought there would be. We're also going to talk about a couple of big commitments coming up. Got one tomorrow at 8 o'clock. Got one on Monday, I think at 6 o'clock. So uh, Alabama could be getting some good news here very, very shortly. Hang with us on Locked On Bama. Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Good, good. Just figuring out how far to sit from the screen. I think I'm going to go with this. I'm going to tell you, um, to remove my double chin, I started putting the computer up higher. Um, oh, really? and it doesn't help it in reality. It helps it in terms of what people see me as through this venue. Um, Jimmy, let's go ahead and knock these couple of things out, and then we're going to talk about SEC Media Days. Tomorrow at 8 o'clock, Olis, Olis Allenin should be committing, and he should be committing to the University of Alabama. Is this correct? Uh, commits at 8 a.m. Central. It's going to be uh, televised on CBS. What do they call that? CBS HQ, I think. CBS is the, HQ. Is the, yeah, that's the uh, online thing at CBS. Uh, yeah, 8 a.m. Uh, <clears throat> at On3, we believe it's Alabama. Uh, it's been really tight. He is giving or has given serious consideration to Miami. Uh, he visited all the big programs in the country. Very serious about Ohio State, too. Uh for a kid that ranks where he ranks, uh, his offer list is, is incredible. If you think about, okay, who's going to, who are the best programs in the country at recruiting offensive linemen? What are the best offensive line programs? I would go um, Alabama, Miami with Mario Cristobal, Ohio State, Georgia. I mean, I would start there. And guess who, guess who offered him and guess who he visited? Uh, Ohio State, Alabama, Miami, Georgia. I mean, his he's being recruited by the best offensive line programs in the country. That should tell you all you need to know about this kid. On three ranks him lower than the other services, but in the on three consensus, I believe he's ranked 110th in the uh, in the update. And uh, man, if you're if you're 110 in the nation, that's a uh, that's a blue chipper. Uh, definitely. I think uh, Olis Allenin would be a very nice pickup for Alabama. We will certainly break it down a little bit more tomorrow. We'll probably do a pod after his announcement. I think that's the best thing to do, just to be sure it's Alabama. <laughs> um, we feel like it's going to be Alabama, though. Uh, then on Monday, we're going to get... Who's the uh, guy on, on three today? I just say it because it's funny to me. <laughs> do you remember in the original uh, Willy Wonka, the original Willy Wonka, you know, Gene Wilder? And all the kids that got their golden tickets, uh, I'd forgotten this, but one of the kids was a uh, large, husky, uh, kind of super large third grader. I th yeah. Was he from Finland? Was he from Finland? He was either from Finland or, or, or kind of close by. And uh, his name on Willy Wonka was Augustus Goop. So I think that's just sort of funny to me. <laughs> I'm not saying that's what we should call Olas, but. I've been chuckling about that. <laughs> Augustus Goop. Okay. <laughs> that would be, it is funny. If you were committing somewhere else, that's exactly what I'd call him. If he's on my team, I'm not calling him. <laughs> um, Just chuckling. 
Jimmy, um, then on Monday, I I guess he just announced that he's going to do this Monday. I didn't see that Hunter Osborne said he was going to commit on Monday until like today in some nuggets put out on Bama Online by Tim Watts. But he's going to commit Monday evening, and that also is going to be on CBS HQ, I believe. So looking forward to that one, too, and I think Alabama will be the pick there. Yeah, Alabama uh, really came on with Hunter Osborne recently. I think that's when Alabama really pushed for him. But look, uh, I think there will be some talk on the boards, you know, on, on message boards uh, from from fans that say things like, oh, Alabama only wanted Hunter Osborne after they lost Peter Woods. I, I, I think that's, I'm going to call it 99% incorrect. Uh, Alabama was heavily involved with Hunter Osborne all along. Alabama's been recruiting him all along. Alabama offered Hunter Osborne months ago, not three weeks ago, months ago. Uh, and I love Hunter. Uh, I think Hunter Osborne is a national blue chip prospect. If he wasn't committing to Alabama Monday, he would be going to Texas or Clemson. Does that sound like a backup plan? Does that sound like a consolation prize? I think really all that's happened is it's taken a while to, to figure out the board because the defensive line group is so deep in Alabama, in the region, around the country. Uh, it's just a really deep group of quality defensive linemen. And uh, it just took a while for Alabama to kind of zero in on who they wanted. And uh, Hunter Osborne is an A-list take. I I'll be super stoked if uh, Hunter's committing on Monday and, and chooses Alabama. Let me go ahead and tell everybody about Bet Online now. Bet Online is where you want to go to get that bet in. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top resource for all your sports wagering information when it comes to online sports betting. From live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts, they have you covered at Bet Online. They got everything you need. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. You can do either one, both of them today. Go do it today. Bet Online is where the game starts. All right, Jimmy, um, <clears throat> SEC Media Days. Uh, I think what we'll do in this segment, just talk about your over, you know, all reaction from media days in general is it's pretty much done now. And then, um, you know, I, I guess I can talk a little bit about in the last segment about who I voted for all SEC. But uh, right now, you know, today was Brian Harson and Auburn and, and uh, Tennessee and, and Texas A&M. It's funny. Yesterday uh, on one of the Auburn message boards, Philip Marshall, who writes for the 24-7 site apparently said something like um brian harson has a mohawk and there was a picture taken at just the right angle where it looked like brian harson had a mohawk and my first thought was this man has quit he has told the society i give up i can't believe he didn't come to sec media days in sweatpants if he's gonna have a mohawk but it turned out it was just the way the camera angle was and right he doesn't have a mohawk, but if you look at him in the right light, it looks like he has a mohawk, but he doesn't. But I, it would have been a much better story had he had a mohawk. I would have loved that. Um, I listened to a lot of the interviews today on Sirius XM. I've listened to them all week long. And, uh, you know, one thing that, that always happens at Media Days, all the, the hosts, 
all of them on SiriusXM, you know, with the Chris Childers, uh, Chris Dorings, all those guys. They're like, man, I really like this team more than I thought I would. I, this, I'm fired up about this team. And, and eventually they came to the conclusion, hey, not all these teams can go undefeated. <laughs> yeah, they will have to play each other at some point. Um, by the way, about Harson, uh, I actually thought his speech this morning was one of the better ones, and, and that's surprising. And I just say it because he so took on the elephant in the room, he didn't avoid it at all. He, it's like he went after the elephant. I mean, it, it was, I think, the very first thing he said was, uh, you know, y'all, some of y'all are surprised to see me here. Uh, I'm still standing. There was an inquiry that, of course, came up nothing, and it, it was really hurtful to the program and to, to my family and to myself. I mean, he he took it on and uh, I, I sort of admired it. I, I thought I thought that was impressive. Doesn't mean that I think he's going to survive this season. I don't. I think the, the, the irony to this whole thing about how he's still standing, I think the coup literally did win. I mean, the coup won. Now, he gets to coach this season, but because of the coup, it led to a recruiting disaster because of the coup. He could not add players from the portal that would have improved his team this fall. Uh, and I think that they're not going to win enough games and the recruiting is terrible and he's going to be fired and all as a direct result of what happened this summer. Um, so I think that's kind of funny that nobody really talks about that. They all say, well, Harson won. He, he won. Did he? Did he? He might have he, he won a few months. He won a few months and maybe the opportunity. I mean, obviously, if they go 10 and 2, you know, they're going to bring him back, but that'll take some, uh, that, that won't take good coaching. That'll take a, a, you know, a religious miracle. Yeah. Um, it, it's going to be a tough year for them. I think, um, I don't think it's going to be a four and eight year in my predictions. I'll tell you where I put them here in the next segment. Uh, meanwhile, Tennessee, uh, they have a, a defensive back. I think his name is Deontay Taylor. Um, and boy, I was super impressed with him. This is a guy, he didn't start playing football until he was a senior in high school. He was more of a baseball guy. And he was so good that um, the co- his high school coaches were fighting over him. I mean, he told the story. He's like, I've never really played football. And then I I start, you know, they, they begged me to come out and play. So I did. And, you know, the first game we played, I had a huge interception or two. And, you know, the rest is history. And so, anyway, um, Tennessee, the more I look at, their uh, roster, the more I look at their schedule, I think they could have a better year than people think. Um, and now, I'm not saying they're going to beat Alabama, but I think they're going to give us a lot of heck in Knoxville. We, we play them uh, at sort of a – I think we play them right after – is it A&M? I think we play them right after A&M. That's correct. It is right after A&M. And, uh, look, I, one of my takeaways from the media day to kind of come up with what I will call my – pre-season official prediction because my real official prediction will be about a week before the game start but uh i think the most interesting conversation to me luke is who's going to finish second in the west to alabama who's going to finish second in the east to georgia uh i think there's just too many good teams but no great teams other than alabama and georgia uh and, and i think tennessee is a uh, a solid contender to finish second in the East, and they they very well might. Let's go ahead and take another break, Jimmy. When we come back, we're going to wrap up SEC Media Days, and then, uh, you know, we'll get out of here. 
Okay, so um, I was able to vote. Uh, they sent me an email to vote, even though I didn't get to go to SEC media days, even though I had the credentials. My parents got COVID. We've already told you the story. Um, and, of course, I, Bryce Young, uh, they, they had like seven choices for quarterbacks. You're only supposed to pick two. Um, I picked uh, Bryce Young and Hendon Hooker. Uh, I like it. I, Young is a no-brainer. He will easily – he you know, easily be the first team preseason, which by the way, is so dumb to have a preseason team, by the way, it's so dumb. Um, but it doesn't, doesn't mean much. The postseason team means everything. The preseason right. team doesn't mean much. It just sort of sets expectations though, which is sort of fun. But um, I'm not, I'm not going to run over all the offensive linemen because I don't have a list in front of me. Um, I did have Javion Cohen on there. Um, I, I think I, I did have um, Ekior on there. Um, now running back, and then call me crazy. I had Rodriguez and Jameer Gibbs, and then I had Tank Bigs. But you picked four, and I had Gibbs. I think Gibbs is going to have an amazing year. And then I had Rodriguez yeah, from Kentucky, who I also think is very, very good. And then I had Tank, and then look, I'm not saying Tank Bigsby could be the best running back in this conference. He could be the best running back in the country. I think what holds him back is the offensive line and lack of quarterback play. So that's why I'm, I'm my rationalization there. I think, you know, if I'm saying, if I'm honest, NFL potential, I go Gibbs by hair over Bigsby and then go Rodriguez. But I'm saying what we're going to base this off of is actual production on the field. And given that, I think that Gibbs is going to have a masterful year. I really do. I just think Gibbs is going to be great. Um, and then I think Rodriguez is going to get a lot of play because he's got a pretty good offensive line and he's got a really good quarterback. So right. uh, then you look at Auburn and everybody keeps talking about all this experience they have. Yeah, but the, their experience because they couldn't go pro. Nobody's drafted them. I mean, and no offense to them, but that's isn't that kind of the case? Yeah, I, I don't see Auburn's offensive line as as one of the in the top half of the league. I don't see it. I, I would say they're probably around eighth or ninth or tenth. I do think Tank will have a good year, primarily because Tank Blair. I mean, he's easily, I think, easily the best football player at Auburn, and uh, and and I think he'll do well in the draft. The running back that I'm getting excited about in terms of a guy that I think is going to put up monster numbers in his offense is Zach Evans, the transfer from TCU that will be at Ole Miss. Yeah, yeah, Zach. To me, I, I can see Zach Evans statistically having the best season. Uh, in the SEC at that position. Uh, Gibbs, who is going to be fantastic at Alabama and a huge weapon, uh, he's also going to have to share the ball. Yeah, and, and Zach Evans, and again, I, I'm basing this off of what I think their production is going to be, and I'm having to use a lot of, a lot of hypotheticals here. I think uh, Lane Kiffin is going to do big things with a talented running back like Zach Evans. I mean, you could have put Kendall Milton there from Georgia, perhaps. Um that's a guy who's really good. Uh, who, who's somebody else that could be out there? Oh, uh, uh, Emory from uh, John Emory from LSU. I think he's really talented. But again, I, I, I'm basing it off of. I think Lane Kiffin's going to do good things with this offense, and and look, that doesn't mean I think Ole Miss is going to, you know, come in second. In fact, again, uh, for the. Uh, for my predictions, I have Alabama and Georgia. I mean, and Alabama winning it all. Um, I, you know, that's no secret. I mean, it's number one, it's locked on Bama. Number two, I think everybody's got that. 
Who'd you have in second in the West and in the East? Okay, second in the West. Now you got to, again. I don't have the list in front of me. I'm trying to remember. I believe I had A and M second in the West, which I'm not in love with, especially now. I did this right before I found out about Aeneas Smith being arrested. Um, ah. Then uh, I believe I had Arkansas third. Right. Um, I think one of those two would be second. I agree. Uh, I, I'm not sure where I'm going to go with it. I'll I'll do something similar. Uh, either uh, today or tomorrow, but yeah, I would go A and M second myself or Arkansas, and in the East, uh, I, I'd probably say Tennessee second, but I don't have a lot of confidence. You know, I want to say South Carolina, who's who's kind of my sleeper. Yeah, a lot of people are big on Kentucky. My concern uh, before we wrap up, my concern is uh, Will Levis. Forty percent of his targets last year were to Wandale Robinson. 40% of all passes thrown were thrown at Wandale Robinson, whether he caught it or not. I worry about who's going to catch Will Levis's balls this, this year. That's terrible. <laughs> that was awful. Um, but no, terrible. I agree with you. Now here's my retort. If I have Wandale Robinson on my team, I'm throwing it to him too. Oh, sure. Sure. I get that. But I just, yeah. you know, he's such a talented player and uh, he's going to be good in the NFL. I, I just wonder, I mean, you, you know, somebody's got to, catch the ball, catch the football. Well, I'm anxious to see what the final statistics are, where everybody falls in the SEC voting. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Tomorrow we'll be back. We're going to talk all recruiting again. We'll talk Olis Allen and uh, hopefully he's committed by Alabama, to Alabama by then. We'll talk Hunter Osborne and we'll talk some other commitments. Um, man, it's right here upon us, y'all. So everybody's fired up. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I'm going to do something here later. Uh, I've got two things, and I'll talk about it in tomorrow's podcast, not today, but just preparing you. Um, I'm going to ask some folks out there just as kindly with hat in hand, if you would please consider donating to two causes. One, a friend of mine who is an Auburn fan, but he is a super dude. Uh, he's only about 40 years old. He's a tennis coach at uh, the local community college in shape and, you know, just a super dude, devout Christian, just a great guy. Uh, got a beautiful wife, super nice wife, and, and two wonderful children. He had suffered like three or four strokes in a period of like three weeks. Um, and it is kind of heart related. And it, I don't understand all the medical jargon, but I just know this. he's it, it, Things are not looking great. And um, everybody's worried about him. And, uh, you know, he's he's having to learn to basically learn to talk again, I mean, in, in a way. So I'm going to put a link up uh, for donations to a GoFundMe for him and his family at uh, some point, probably tomorrow. And then also just, I do this every year. I've done it before. I should say, I don't know if I do it every year, but I started a scholarship at the University of Alabama in honor of my father, who is still living. Um, but uh, I did this through the Lake Martin Bama Club. And I always ask people, hey, look, donate $5, $10. It goes to a great student from uh, Tallapoosa County area. And um, it would be appreciated. It's a big help to the university and uh, the kids that get these scholarships, man, I can't tell you how much they appreciate them. And uh, how, many how, many, how many of us would have been super helped by a scholarship? I mean, even a little mean a lot, as they say. So we'll do that tomorrow. We'll talk about recruiting tomorrow. Thank you guys. Roll Tide. Roll Tide.